Thank you for sticking with us, everybody. We've had some Wi-Fi problems here at UUCPA, but our hotspot has kicked in, so we should not have an outage again. If you can hear my voice, come on back and join us for the sermon, which I will begin at the beginning, because I'm not sure exactly when we, when we lost our internet. Tonight, the solemn holy day of Yom Kippur begins at sundown when Jewish people within and beyond our congregation reflect on the wrongs they have done and resolve to do better. We speak often in this season of forgiveness, but today I want to speak about what comes first and what must be separate from any hope of forgiveness, and that is atonement. The rabbis speculated that if there are purely righteous people, those who have never sinned or done wrong in any way, they will not be as honored as, by God as those who have sinned and atoned. That's the rest of us. On the Olympic stand of human accomplishment, those of us who do wrong and then have the courage to face our own temptations and failings and overcome them, occupy the top spot. We are the gold medalists. In fact, Judaism holds the humane expectation that we are all flawed and that we will have to do this process of atonement, teshuva in the Hebrew, again and again. Hence, Yom Kippur's beginning with kol nidre, a service called in Aramaic, all vows. It borrows its language from a legal document, all vows made but not kept in the previous year are null and void. They are erased, and we have the chance to start again. Yom Kippur literally means day of cleansing. We wash out our previous failures and begin again. Perhaps that... Thank you. That was our offertory. I hope you made your offering to the congregation during that time, if you could because we're going to just change things around to make sure the camera is on and I'm here. I don't know what everybody missed. I will resume here. That atonement is not a get out of jail free card. We have to, we can't plan in advance to do wrong knowing that we can atone later and erase it. That's not how it works. Nor does it mean that we evade punishment or a penalty for the things that we have done to harm others. In fact, reparation is an essential part of it, nor are we necessarily forgiven. In my interpretation of the teachings, we should not, strictly speaking, even ask forgiveness. We can ask nothing of those that we have harmed. All we can do is atone sincerely. That is our contribution to the repair of the relationship that we have damaged through doing or saying something thoughtless or hurtful. And perhaps that atonement will be the foundation to which the other party or parties can add their stones. But we must let go of that as we enter into the spirit of teshuva, as it is called in Hebrew, atonement. There's an emphasis in this process on change, the belief that we can always change, we can always improve. There is no sin so terrible that there is no way to do teshuva for it. In that way, Judaism is deeply universalist. From the smallest sins, such as a sharp word spoken to someone in one's family in a distracted moment, to those with unimaginably vast and lasting 
repercussions such as mass murder. We can always turn away from what we have done in the past and turn ourselves onto a better path for the future. It is never too late, which means, challengingly, that we also have no excuse. As the poet said, whom we heard before, Robin Becker, you are ready to turn and be healed. Only face, only begin. That is what the most common word for atonement in Hebrew, teshuva, means, turning. Teshuva is turning toward what we want to do, turning away from what we have done, turning toward loving just relationships with those around us and turning away from the temptations to do harm, turning toward the source of goodness. It is an inner process, yes, one of the heart and the mind, but it is above all an action. As a religious tradition that devotes an entire season to atonement, Judaism has explicit and compassionate guidance on how to go about it. And we can turn to no one better for such guidance than Moshe ben Maimon, known in Judaism by the acronym Rambam, and to the wider world as Maimonides. He was a philosopher, a doctor, and an astronomer in medieval Cordoba, Spain, as well as probably the preeminent um, commentator on the Torah and the rabbinic teachings in the history of Judaism. His teachings are a guide to this day, and his voluminous writings on Teshuvah spell out four elements. We must feel remorse for something we have done or, or something we are doing. We must stop doing it. We must resolve never to do it again. And we must express our remorse and our intention to change. There's also a great emphasis on relationships, change, and then the relationships that honest change makes possible. Teshuva, turning, is about the relationship between ourselves and the source of the holy. For Rambam, Maimonides, this was, of course, God. By whatever name we call our truest guide, the deep waters from which our conscience springs, atonement is about recognizing that we have lost sight of it. We've lost sight of that source. We've lost touch, and we've ceased to follow it in some manner. And it is about recommitting. Teshuva is a deeply spiritual matter. But it's not only between our spirits and their source. It's also about the relationship between ourselves and others. It's very clear in Judaism that making teshuva with God is not enough. And the hardest part of the Yom Kippur ritual, in my experience, is not the fasting or the self-examination or the standing for hours chanting the same prayers multiple times while one is longing for a cup of something caffeinated. The hardest part is expressing one's teshuva the fact that one has turned and wants to continue on a better path to the people one has harmed. Judaism 
makes it clear it's all very well to talk to God who conveniently for most of us never tells us how they, it, her, she, or he is thinking on the matter. That makes God a nice safe sounding board, but to approach those we have harmed and say, I am sorry, I feel terrible, I did something wrong, I want to make it up to you, I want to make amends, and I want to promise that I will never make that mistake again, that is difficult. We apologize sincerely, we make whatever repairs are possible, that's how we move forward. And that is why it is a separate matter from asking for forgiveness. Teshuvah is not the moment to ask anything of the people we have harmed. If the harm is deep enough, we may not even be able to ask them for their ear. We take responsibility, we make amends, and we leave it there. That is our inner and outer work to do. Whether they forgive is up to them. And in the end, it has no impact on our process of change. If we are unforgiven and then we respond with bitterness about that, then, well, it appears that our teshuva was transactional, not true teshuva at all. And we must begin the process again. Now, I spoke of amends, of reparations. Some damage may be irreparable. If it is true, as it appears to be, that our nation is forcibly performing hysterectomies on unwilling or informed immigrants and refugees, how can we repair that damage? If using our tax dollars and empowered by our silence, the government is committing crimes of such magnitude, how can we make amends? We cannot give these women their uteruses back. When the police paid by us to protect us, our bodies, our property, kill a mentally disabled man rather than respond with attention and compassion, what amends can we make? If they wake a couple from their sleep, sounding like a home invasion, and engage in a gun battle that kills the woman, how can we bring her back? How can we restore her to her family? There are limits to reparations. We cannot restore wholeness to these bodies. Some things that are broken cannot be mended. And those that are mended may always show the cracks. But we can ask, what would help heal those wounds? And then we can do it. And always, and most importantly, we can turn away from these wrongs and turn towards the right. We are flawed, we make mistakes, and sometimes they are devastating. But if we take responsibility, resolve to bring about change in our communities as well as in our hearts, and we do it, then next Yom Kippur, then we will be able to reflect and know that we have done better, that we have brought ourselves closer to that source of conscience, and we have brought our communities closer to what we long for them to be. We also have a relationship with people far away and unknown. Our actions and words affect people we do not know, but 
we can still change, we can still turn, we can make reparations. The work of our Dismantling White Supremacy group right here at UUCPA is about such a process of turning, turning our lives, carrying out teshuva, and turning our society, we hope, toward, to use another metaphor, a light that conscience raises like a torch for us to follow for us to follow toward a kinder, more fair, more compassionate, more loving world. A world that we create by following that torch. We seek to turn our society and we begin by turning ourselves, by turning our understanding and our actions. Yom Kippur is solemn. Yes, absolutely. It is a day of fasting. It is a day when all pleasures are set aside and our entire being is focused on difficult and important intentions. But it is also powered by an unstoppable joy, faith, love, peace, and hope. The joy that as long as we draw breath, we can be better and do better than we have before. As Anne Frank, famously wrote, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. The faith that what we do does matter and can change. It can change not only ourselves and our relationships with those we know best, but it can change the world. And the love that grows when we are honest and vulnerable about our teshuva with those with whom we share our lives. The peace that flowers where reconciliation and reparation are sown. And finally, it is a celebration, an enactment, a realization of the hope that by looking honestly at the past, we can go with brighter promise into a better future. So may we do. May this day bring for you Teshuvah, a turning, a transformation, a change.